Start recording. Son, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the broadcast. Are we on? Yeah, we're on right now. Bitch. I'm going to get it so you can see if it. They had, if they had Twitter for like hooking up, call it twatter. Oh. Retwat. That's a terrible <laughs> way to start off this show. No one heard that shit. What are you talking about? People are online right now. Dude, there's like 100 people online, I'm sure. See how many people we got. Ninety-four people. Did sure. anybody hear that? They just heard no that one terrible shit. goddamn joke. Wow, this is blocky as fuck. Look how goofy it looks. <laughs> Serious fucking delay too. <clears throat> What's happening, Eddie and Joe? When are we coming back to Philly? We'll be back to Philly eventually. Um, I don't know when the UFC is going to be back in Philly, but people been. Uh, I'm calling for young Eddie Bravo to be on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's here, ladies and gentlemen. There he is, Eddie Bravo. Man, there's like a five-second delay in the video. I know. It's kind of weird, right? <laughs> it's awkward. Uh, so, hey, guys. Uh, we're here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Pretty fucking badass town, isn't it? It's nice here. People are all friendly and shit. I like it. I like it. I rented a car for the first time coming to uh, UFC City, and you get to know the city a lot better when you have to know where the hell you're going. You know, we're so used to just jumping in bands and, and just not paying attention. And we really don't even know anything about the city. Renting cars is the key. Yeah, drive around, get to know the place. I like it here, man. It's real. It's all spread out. It's a, you know, it's like no congestion. People are all friendly. There's no tension here. It's a, a good-sized city. Charlotte's a good-sized city. It's not, not too crazy. Yeah, they're super friendly. I drove into the weigh-ins and they were charging for parking and since I drove and didn't go into it with a UFC van I pulled up to the girl taking the money I go listen I actually work for the UFC I just don't have my laminate but I'll pay whatever she's like no just drive right in I just drove right in parked went up to I needed to get backstage and again I didn't have my credentials so there's like security there like North Carolina security I'm like I need to get my credentials is there any way I, I mean can you direct me to a spot where I could speak to someone she goes just go backstage I just walked backstage and went right in. Zero security. No, you're telling stalkers how they could meet fighters. Yeah. Next time in North Carolina, you have some ammo. Look at this guy. Okay. <clears throat> I can't read this shit. It's too far. Is your eyes bad? Is my eyes bad? Yes. Is your eyes be bad? <laughs> well, we froze up. Ustream kind of sucks. You know, they all suck, these things. It's the, the internet's not quite ready for this shit yet. Uh, so what are we looking? We just answer questions and shit? What stuff have we done in town? We haven't done shit in town, really. I went river rafting. Uh, last night. Monday. We last night I had a show at um, a place called Amos's South End. A lot of fun. Great crowd. Good times. And then afterwards, there was a, a gentleman's club down the street. Well, I had to bring some dudes came to my show. They had uh, two books they wanted Eddie to sign. It's actually kind of a funny story. <laughs> and they wanted uh, Eddie to uh, s sign his books. So we had to um, get the books over to Eddie. But um, And then we went to the Waffle House and fucked up some waffles. Yeah, that was a good time. Good times, my friend. Good times. What do I think about synthetic cannabis that's legal? That's kind of interesting shit. You know about that, man? 
They have that Marinol? No, no, it's a synthetic cannabis. It's like you know how they had that uh, when the whole Balco scandal came out. What it was was a steroid that they had made that was just slightly different from regular steroids and was undetectable in tests because the regular steroids are what they were looking for in the test. They weren't looking for this stuff. Well, that's the same thing with this. There's a synthetic cannabis that you could smoke it, it has the same effects and it uh, doesn't show up in tests. What does it look like? It looks like weed. It actually looks like yeah, weed. Yeah, it looks like. So weed. it's a plant. Yeah, yeah. And they just wow. They've just grown it, and I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they figured out a way to. Um, I didn't know about this. Botanists have figured out a way a long time ago to uh, put THC into other things. They like there was an article online where there was this guy was trying to put THC in tomatoes, get tomatoes to grow THC. Like they can fuck with plants and have them, you know, you know, different plants produce more vitamin C, and different plants do certain things, and you know, they're they're trying to figure out how to make these. Uh, I guess they have figured out how to way how to make weed that doesn't show up in, in drug tests. Pretty crazy. And it's legal. So like if you work for UPS or something like that and they drug test you and you can't smoke weed, you can smoke the fuck out of this stuff. How long has this been out? It's been out for a while, man. They're trying to uh, make it illegal. It's a big deal now. They're trying to make it illegal? Yeah, Holy shit. Those dirty bitches. So you could sell it anywhere. Um, Is this the stuff that they're selling on in High Times magazines where they sell no, weed? No, that bullshit. That stuff's not real at all. Yeah, what's up with that shit? Anybody Hot know Times Magazine is whack. That is the weakest shit ever, that fake weed that they sell. That is so dumb. But they say that that's like a big part of their advertising revenue. I think that's just because they're fucking lazy. You know, you're telling me that everyone's aff so afraid of weed they can't advertise their products in your magazine? Come on. But yet you can sell fake weed? You're just ripping people off. That's all that is. That stuff doesn't get anyone high. But this other stuff does. This other stuff is real shit. Eddie's Where do you here. get it? Eddie is here. Talk about UFOs already. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Chavello, the guy from uh, uh, K1 and you know uh, Dream, you know the Australian dude that we hung out with in Australia. Yeah, yeah. He's a um, a big UFO guy, and he was uh, down at the Roswell Museum, and he actually saw a UFO and took fucking photos of it and shit. Fuck. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck knows, man? Do you have any UFO questions? Uh, go ahead and shoot. <laughs> Did I finish the entire plate of food you post on Twitter? I finished most of it. I fuck up some food, folks. Especially after shows. After shows, I can fuck up some food. You know, after UFC, too. You burn off a lot of energy just talking. Doesn't seem like you would, but you do. Like a red man. Did he actually say something? Flappo Saturday? This red Saturday. Red bands? What does that mean? Um, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. <clears throat> Did I watch that train wreck Prison Wives on the Discovery Channel? No. There's a show about chicks whose husbands are in prison. Oh, I might have to TiVo that Yeah. <laughs> what channel? I'll TiVo that Discovery shit. Discovery Channel. That might be good. Oh, the History Channel documentary, I Know What I Saw. Yeah, I saw that one too. That was kind of interesting. That was the best documentary I've ever seen on UFOs. Uh, definitely. I Know What I Saw. I didn't have... It was one of the, those rare documentaries that about UFOs that didn't have like that the other side you know they didn't have a guy going well you know it's all just mythology and you know it's in their minds and and they're all crazy and why are they landing in Idaho all the time why not in big cities and they didn't have any of those guys because it was so ridiculous because had so many high-ranking military officers coming forward you know that one case in England on a US base where that 80 witnesses 
and three of the guys went up to it and touched it and wrote down notes on it and they all came up and the Ministry of Defense totally, they said, this is not a concern of national defense. That's what, that's their, yes, their comment. So that is, that alone right there is pretty crazy. And those Arizona, those Arizona lights, I mean, people saying there's, I don't know how many witnesses, but. The Arizona um, lights are pretty crazy. I know a dude who lived in Arizona saw that. He said he saw the fucking, the, uh, the big pyramid thing flying through the air. And they're saying it's like bigger than uh, aircraft carrier. Yeah, he said it was like a football field. Yeah. He said it was gigantic. He said it was a gigantic, big pyramid-shaped thing flying through the sky. Who the fuck knows? You know, my, my take on UFOs is um, if there really were aliens that could come here from another planet, um, do you think that they would be so silly that they, would, they wouldn't disguise themselves? I think a lot of the shit we see all the time could be UFOs. I told you about that crazy dude. That, that told me that uh, he was showing me pictures of clouds. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a dude that I know who's a comedian. He's a very nice guy. And uh, the other day, uh, I'm talking to him at the improv. And uh, homeboy says, what do you think about UFOs? And I said, well, you know, hey, man, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen one, but I don't discount the idea. I mean, it's certainly possible. Obviously, we have spaceships. And for someone from other planets, if they're more intelligent than us, for sure they could have spaceships. So he starts pulling out his iPhone, and the dude has, like, dozens of pictures of clouds on his phone. And I'm, I'm like, what, what, is that? what do you think about this? Look at this right there. And I go, it's a cloud. And he goes, yeah, but it's an unusually shaped cloud. Look at it. And I'm like, oh, no, he's crazy. I'm like, he's fucking crazy. This dude takes pictures of clouds, all different clouds, and he's convinced that these clouds are UFOs. Yeah. But on one, point, on one hand, you got to think, like, if you really are so super intelligent that you can visit from other planets... Why would you, you know, for sure, we're working on cloaking devices right now. There's already um, this uh, Japanese jacket that's been invented that basically um, takes an image of what's behind you and broadcasts it on the front of the jacket. It's basically like Predator type shit. You remember from the movie The Predator? Yeah, yeah. And they really have this already. I mean, it's not perfected, but... We can't travel to other planets yet either, you know what I'm saying? So if someone from another planet is so much more highly intelligent than we are that they can actually travel here from other galaxies or, or, or other solar systems, for sure they've figured something like this out. So when you're seeing the sky, I mean, it's very possible, you know, that what you're seeing is if, if there are UFOs, you would see an image of the sky behind the, behind the UFO being projected on the UFO. So you wouldn't see shit, you know? That said... You, if you take into account how many UFOs are reported, I mean, it's like there's some ridiculous amount of UFOs reported. And if you take into account how many people see and don't report, they don't say anything because they don't want to look foolish. You know, that's a, that's a lot of goddamn UFOs. I think a lot of what people are seeing is military jets that they don't understand. Like when I was in, um, we did Fear Factor down near Edwards Air Force Base, and uh, they had stealth bombers that flew up. Dude, you, you see a stealth bomber, you think that's a goddamn spaceship. Yeah, the, the French government did a test with some, there was a serious uh, review of all the, there's like 50,000 or something, like something 50,000 since a certain year. There's probably way more. But they, they came to the conclusion that 95% um, of the reported cases can be explained away with that, like military, all this high-ranking military, or this top-secret military planes and yeah. different lights. But they said 5% most likely 
are aircraft from other worlds. Well, I don't That's know why they saying. can say aircraft from other worlds because I don't necessarily think we have a, it's more a, likely a perfect that. inventory of what yeah. exists in this no, world. No, but they're saying they're saying that that's probably what that is more more likely it's some extraterrestrial craft than i mean they that's there's 5% right, but, of the but just evidence. because it's not from uh, our government or the russian government doesn't necessarily mean even it's from another planet we don't know what the fuck is in the ocean well you know that that's true ridiculous, no 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 but totally. a lot of ufo's get sighted yeah uh, they're called UFOs. coming out of the, out of the yeah. yeah there was a whole uh, history channel documentary about that and people go well that's ridiculous that's nonsense that's silly it's silly that you could send a fucking picture that you could Take this fucking thing and send a, a video across the sky into somebody else's phone in Australia. That's way more silly than some people from another planet have, have visited here or that there's something living in the ocean. Especially when you have guys like ex-Pentagon high-ranking officials like Philip Corso, who before he died, he wrote a book and he explained his job in the government, in the Pentagon, was taking crash UFO stuff, taking it to... Uh, uh, Hughes Aircraft and Lockheed and all these different um, aerospace companies to reverse engineer it. He's saying, he was like, there's many interviews on YouTube with Philip Corso. He's dead now. He was on Dateline and they try to like ridicule him. But, you know, um, how do you... I Jay mean, Allen Hynek too is another excellent example of that. Jay Allen Hynek was the guy who was in charge of Project Blue Book and he was told to, by the government when they had this thing to explain away everything. Swamp gas, you know, uh, mass hysteria, anything they could do to explain away UFO cases. But as he became more involved in Project Blue Book and as he investigated more and more sightings and, you know, and dealt with more and more evidence, he became absolutely convinced that UFOs were real. So J. Allen Hynek, who is, you know, a, like a guy actually working to discredit UFOs, eventually came out and started uh, supporting the whole UFO movement. So. I think it's it's not it's not ridiculous to think that we've been visited. I mean, we go to the Congo all the time and stare at chimpanzees. You know, I mean, if you were from another planet and you had the ability to travel here, why wouldn't you check out people? People are fucking completely ridiculous. They're probably fascinating. I mean, what would be more? We study lower forms of animals. We always have, and we we have been doing this since the beginning of time. I mean, people. People have always been interested in botany, and we've always been interested in, in, in studying different monkeys and, and different weird animals and other kinds. I mean, that's the whole thing with Darwin. You know, he took, uh, you know, he took a, an account of all these different animals that he came across. We've always done shit like that. And I think if we were uh, much higher intelligence than human beings, we would want to do that with people. We would want to check out and see what the fuck people are up to, see if people are evolving, see what the bottleneck is as far as like social and cultural evolution and see what the bottleneck is as far as technological evolution and whether or not our technology is surpassing our, our ability uh, as a human being like to, uh, to make rational decisions. And I think it probably is right now. You know, they just fired up the Large Hadron Collider yesterday, you know. Yesterday was like the first test. Nos Pohatu is watching. <laughs> what is that? I think, I think that that no, looks no like Polatu? I think that looks like uh, El Duderino. I don't know. He uh, looks like uh, Pohatu. Uh, what's his if name? you don't know, uh, Poha is uh, is uh, Portuguese. The mm -hmm. Brazilian guys say Poha all the time. It's like it sort of means like fuck or balls. It means like a bunch of different things. They say it all the time. Balls. It says balls. It means balls. I think it means jizz. Oh, jizz? Yeah, yeah, not balls. I heard a bunch of different translations. But to me, Nos Pohatu is the fighting vampire. You know what I mean? 
Draculino. <laughs> Draculino is a famous Baja Gracie black belt. And um, Draculino, I guess he looks like Dracula or something. So I call him Nos Pohatu. He's the Brazilian vampire. That's funny. <clears throat> That's funny. Am I not going to commentate? Yeah, I'm going to commentate. This shit's in, uh, I'm going to leave in a half an hour. We're chilling here in the hotel room. We're getting ready to go down there and commentate. Yeah, I'm going to commentate. Leave, what do I think about Scientology? I think it's, it's awesome if you're gay and you want to cover it up. They're real good at that shit. <laughs> it's all nonsense. <laughs> all, all religions are nonsense. You, don't, you know just as much as I know as far as like what happens when you die. No one knows. I think, you know what, I think religion is awesome if you, if you do it right. It. If you do it right, if like you do the right thing and help your neighbors. Like my grandma was hardcore Catholic and I wouldn't try to convince her like to, if she was still alive to get out of that. She was doing, she was going to church every day praying and that praying is like meditating. She was meditating so I think just like, like having a healthy heart, you could, some people can do kettlebells, some people could run on a treadmill, some people run stairs, some people do martial arts. That's for a healthy heart. It, it all works. And I think religion, whether you're doing the Jesus or the Allah or the Buddha or meditation or yoga, it doesn't really matter. As long as you get your frequency at the right spot with the universe, it doesn't matter if you do the Jesus thing. You know, so I think that... I think you're right, yeah. I yeah. think whatever, you, whatever gets you in that right frequency, you could worship your iPhone. If you actually believe that and you can meditate to your iPhone, I think the universe don't give a fuck. They're like, how are you going to get to our frequency? That's all that matters. The real problem is people. The real problem is the same. You know what it is? It's the same thing. When, whenever, when someone believes in something, even if they believe in something completely irrational, they want everyone else to believe in it too. People yeah, love everyone else to be on their team. That's why, like, if, you ever talk to people that use Windows and they find out they use Mac and they're like, what the fuck, man? You use Mac? Mac's for faggots. And they get crazy. Like, they want you to use Windows. It's like people want you to be Muslim. They want you to be a Scientologist. They want you to be a Catholic. You know, that's the real problem is that people want you to, to, to subscribe to their ideology. But the idea behind it, you know, being a better person and, you know, and treating everybody as if they're yourself and, you know, that all, that's, that's the way to go. I mean, it really is. But the fucking handing out the basket and fucking kids and all that other shit that, you know, involved in religion. Fucking kids, I have to admit. I'm not into that. <laughs> I'm against that. I saw that Deliver Us From Evil that Dude, you recommended. come on. He recommended this documentary, and you guys should check it out, too. It's called Deliver Us From Evil. If you want to find out how fucked up the Catholic Church really is, oh, my God, is this incredible. Did you see the whole thing? Yeah, well, I couldn't watch the whole thing. I watched about an hour and ten minutes into it. I had dude, to shut did it you get, Did you get to the point where it turns out that guy's done, like, hundreds of kids? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't take it. I wanted to kill him. I, I mean, it's, it's really a really sick, sick documentary about this priest who is responsible for molesting hundreds of kids. And, you know, they, they covered it up. They kept moving them. They moved them all over the country. And uh, really, it's incredible. And that's what's going on right now, that, that gigantic scandal that's happening right now with the Pope. I mean, the Pope had knowledge of all this fucking shit that was going on. There's so many pedophiles in the I Catholic Church. I bet they're Church. all pedophiles. I bet they're all pedophiles. Because if it was just all, it's a giant percentage. Because if it was just if it was half of them or a quarter of them, they would be busting each other out. They would, there would be people coming forward saying we got to stop this shit they're all covering each other's asses i mean think about it they they chose a job where they can't get any pussy 
Well, the whole idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's got to drive you insane. And anybody who accepts a job that where you can't get laid, you got to be fucked up already. You already got. And I think my my theory is that when these guys grow up gay, they're they're grown up in a religious home. That and then once they find out they're gay, they realize, oh shit, maybe Satan is inside of me. I got these gay feelings. Oh my god, I gotta fight Satan. So they become ultra religious and ultra Catholic, and then they're trying to prove to God that they're going to fight the gay, they're going to devote their life to God, they become a priest, and then bam, they hold it together for the you first ever seen few that years, video, God and then they fags. lose it. Have you ever seen that video, God Hates Fags? No. The guy who, uh, who's a gay guy who's singing about being Christian? No. you never seen that? No, I'm going to find that shit. I you know what? I got to get the fuck out no, of here. No, 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 wait. No, no, I got to leave, man. Come on, man. We don't have to leave for 20 minutes. We leave I got a shower still. Yeah, but the fights don't even start for uh, more than an hour. And I gotta get my hair did. Come on, man, your hair looks groovy. You gotta check this out. People don't get to see you on YouTube. That you know how much. long it takes to blow dry my hair? No. How much? You don't have to wash your hair, man. Fifteen minutes, man. Hold on. I gotta find this video because it's so ridiculous. It's a dude who's a gay dude who's fighting against it, and he says Jesus is the only man for me. I mean, it's it's just genius. Hold on. <laughs> it's like. Uh... Those guys at Borat, or uh, not Borat, Bruno fucks with. Here's the God Hates a Fag song. It's real. This is a real song. You have to see this because it's so goddamn genius. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't want this guy. Where's the guy? Here it is. This is a real song. This is oh. a real dude. Look at his mustache. First of all, his mustache alone. Hey, hold on, let me put this up for you guys. You have to watch this. I just put it up on Twitter. It's, it's so genius. Help me fight these feelings. Come on. Is this real? <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, it's real. Look at his fucking mustache. And not that that's proof that he's real. This is a real fucking song, man. This is a real Christian guy who's singing this. And there's another video with him discussing the controversy. There's no backdoor. There's no backdoor. This is awesome. He's wearing a pink shirt. If you could drop like a video so people can watch it too. Yeah. And pictures and shit. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. We have to figure it out. On iChat? Yeah. This is fucking genius. Look at this. <laughs> Come on. The world is way better than any comedy that you could write. It's just not put together right. It's not edited. You gotta go find it. You gotta go put all the parts together. But the world has way more comedy than anything you could ever make on your own. Look at this guy. Look at this. Fill me with your love. Help me fight these feelings. Help me rise above. Lord, help them hear me. This fucking mustache is killing me. 
Must it be to be a gay dude and be religious and to think that God hates you? You could always be a priest. <clears throat> if you haven't seen that video, you gotta watch it because it's completely ridiculous. And by the way, totally real. You know, the fucking dude is a, is a gay guy who converted to Christianity and he's like, you know, trying to tell people the right way to go. Wow. <laughs> Woo! It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome stuff. Where's your lighter? Yeah, put it up in the air, bro. Well, let's get lighter. You know, oh, yeah, concert. Yeah. <laughs> Do we watch Tim and Eric? Yeah, man. Tim and Eric rocks. That's probably top three favorite shows. That and Celebrity Rehab. Mm. That fucking thing, uh, Dance Floor Dale. If you haven't seen that, go do a Google search for Dance Floor Dale. It's got to be one of the funniest fucking videos I've ever seen in my life. The weirdest, funniest things on the internet ever. Dance Floor Dale. You gotta see this. Gotta find it. Find it. It's online. It's on my website. You can find it on JoeRogan.net. Season three of Tim and Eric is yeah. the best because they keep having recurring sketches and they just get funnier and funnier the more uh, the more developed. Uh... Here's a good question for you. What does Damian Maya and his jiu-jitsu bring to the table that Latest didn't versus Silva? Because Damian Maya is fighting Anderson Silva next month in Abu Dhabi next week, dude. I think, Abu Dhabi next week. I think uh, Damian Maya is a better guard puller than T Talos Latas. Talos would pull guard, but he wouldn't clinch up first. So, you know, Silva doesn't, is not going to just fall in. You've got to really shoot deep with an underhook, and you've got to make the guy sprawl. And if he doesn't sprawl, you know, because you didn't take a deep shot, you're not going to pull him into your guard. And Damian Maya likes to shoot deep and pull guard. I think that'll be the difference. There's no way he's going to stand with Anderson Silva, you know, just based on, not just based on Anderson Silva's career and what he's done, but based on his last fight where he tried to stand for a little bit with Nate Marquardt, and he, he's going to pull guard immediately, trust me. He's not going to fuck around anymore with that shit. I hope that's true, but I didn't think he was going to try to stand with Nate either. Well, he stood with him for one punch, and that was just one punch too long. And he's Do not you think that him, he's training with Vanderlei, and Vanderlei is you know, a known brawler? You know, do you think that uh, that style of uh, getting in there and just mixing it up and getting ugly, that's a, a, not, it's not a good style for a guy who's not very technically proficient at striking? I, you know, he's just so good on the ground. Why give your opponent any kind of chance standing? Especially Anderson Silva. Are you going to try to mix it up a little bit with him? That's a big fucking mistake. He's going he's gonna to pull guard immediately, trust me. Or, he's, or try to take him down because, you know, Anderson Silva isn't a, some... NCAA national champion or anything, so I'm sure Damian Maya's really gonna take a shot for real and for real try to take him down. But if he has any trouble, he will pull guard, no problem. I guarantee that. Yeah, we've definitely seen Anderson been taken down before. You know, I mean, he, t he got taken down many times by um, uh, Travis Luter. You know, Travis Luter probably had the most success. But you got to think about that fight. Travis Luter fought Anderson 11 weeks after Anderson had knee surgery on both knees. So that probably wasn't the best representation of his, his, his wrestling. Then Dan Henderson took him down as well. And when Dan Henderson took him down, he wasn't able to do anything to him. He just kind of like held him down on the ground, punched him a few times, but really couldn't get anything going. You know, so that's the big question is, is Anderson's jiu-jitsu good enough to stifle 
uh, Damian Maya because Damian Maya had a hard time with Dan Miller in his last fight. Really couldn't get anything going with him. I mean, he ground and pounded him, and you know he beat him by decision, but never came close to finishing him with a submission. No, no. And I think Dan Miller is a real good, real tough guy, but I think Anderson's jiu-jitsu is at least as good as Miller's. I mean, on paper, at least, he's a black belt, and Miller's a brown belt. But Miller has wrestled his whole life. There's a big difference. That's a different kind of animal when you're grappling with a, a real legit wrestler. And uh, Anderson Silva has long limbs. I like going with guys that have long arms. It's hard. It, rubber guards a lot easier with taller guys it's harder for them to pull out of anything. They have long arms. Like the small 145, short, 5'5", five five, stocky wrestler types, it's hard to get any rubber guard on them because they pop their arms off the, you know, out so easily. They're really small. So I think, uh, I think Damon Maya is going to have more success with his jiu-jitsu with, with Anderson Silva if he gets him to the ground than he did with Miller because Miller, again, he's only a brown belt, but damn, he wrestled his whole life. That, that's that's a, a different kind of animal right there. He's a chimpanzee. The other thing about Anderson is that Anderson has had elbow problems for years. He's had uh, bone chunks floating around his elbow that made training really difficult. He would have to uh, ice his elbows after training. Sometimes he couldn't do any weightlifting, any strength and conditioning because his elbows hurt. He finally got all that shit fixed. He got the elbow chunks, the, the piece of bone taken out. So we're going to see an Anderson Silva that's in a better condition than we've seen him in a long, long time. He's had a problem throwing his right hand because of it, which is really hard to believe when you see his fights. Big Country Nelson <clears throat> went tonight by Fat Mission. How dare you? Let me tell you something, man. Fat, a big guy like Roy Nelson, he, that weight centralized in his stomach, he knows how to hold you with that shit. That, that can keep you in a certain position. He's really good at keeping his weight on you. <clears throat> we have a dude that we train with, Brent. Brent gets you in side control, man. That motherfucker is really hard to get off you, and he's built similar to big country. Not as fat, but he's got a, a, a big gut, and you know, and he's talented as well. He's a good jiu-jitsu guy, and when he gets on top of you and you know, he gets a good position on you, it's really hard to shake him off you. He plants that weight down on you and holds you in place, and... Big Country, if I had to guess what's going to happen tonight with Struve, you know, I, I would say that Big Country, if he gets him down the ground, Struve's going to be in a lot of trouble. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, but Struve has a lot of potential. He might be a, he, he might be the underdog in this fight. He probably should be, based on his experience, and he's really young, and, and Country's been grappling for a long time, and he's really good on the ground. People haven't really seen that. He likes to stand and beg, but Country Nelson's really good on the ground. Really he's good. Really good. I mean, he so, beat Frank Mir. Was it like eleven to nothing in a submission match? Yeah, he's really he's got a great half guard game too. We just haven't really seen it. But Struve, in the long run, has so much potential. Yeah. I mean, that guy. That's like he's like twenty six eight or something yeah. like that. He's super tall and he loves jujitsu. You never see that. You never see tall guys like that who are athletic and coordinated love jujitsu. I mean, you've seen we've seen Sammy Shield. He didn't like jujitsu. Um, I don't know what other tall guy, but you know, Randall, Randall, uh, uh, Kendall Grove, that's another tall guy who likes jiu-jitsu, but he, Struve, if he continues to evolve and, and remains a student of the game, in everything, of course, striking and wrestling as well, but in jiu-jitsu, the way he's moving, and, and you know, we've talked several times about jiu-jitsu and strategy and philosophies and stuff, and uh, he's on the right track. He's on, he, he, you know, I don't, I don't know if he can beat country at this point in his career, Maybe, maybe not, but give that guy another five, six, seven years, 
if he continues to evolve, he can be a serious threat with that with that height. His guard could be insane. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, <clears throat> if he decided to be a ninja off his back, fuck. He's only 22. That's the other thing about that kid. He's real young. He's got a massive, massive amount of time ahead of him, you know, and a lot of potential. And he's got crazy heart. Remember in Germany when he got cut wide open, was bleeding all over the place? And who, who did he fight in that fight? Fuck, I don't remember. I don't remember. He got in trouble. He got cut real bad, and he still pulled it out and wound up submitting the dude. So it was, uh, it was pretty badass. Do another Ustream tonight? Maybe. Maybe we will if we get back to the hotel. It'll be late here, and I don't go to bed until late on the West Coast, so it'll be early for me. So, yeah, we could do that. We could come after the after party and do it, uh, do it non-sober. This is a sober version of the Ustream because i got to go uh, do the broadcasting right now. Gomi or Kenflo? Who the fuck knows, son? That's why they got to do it. Uh, I think it's exciting having Gomi over here. I would have liked to see him over here years ago, but... You know, he's still young, and he's got a lot to prove, you know, and I think uh, he's training real hard. He looked really in real good shape, and he's saying all the right things, that he wants to really make another run and get another run at BJ Penn. And he's obviously got to get through Kenny to do that, so I think it's going to be real interesting. He's a solid wrestler, and he's a big power puncher. You know, he, he hits hard. So uh, I think Kenny's going to try to use his legs. Uh, Kenny's got real good leg kicks, real good movement. He's going to try to use his footwork. Work him with leg kicks, and, uh, and then if it goes to the ground, he'll try to submit him and cut him up with elbows. The thing about Gomi is Gomi has not fought anybody uh, ever with the elbow rules. You know, elbows are different, man, <clears throat> especially the cage. You know, cage and elbows, you know, it's, those are two totally different things that he's never experienced before. So it's going to be going to be interesting. going to be interesting. And Kenny, man, he gets better every time. I got to get out of here, guys. I got to get ready. Got to jump in the shower. Yeah, the show's going to start in an hour. We got to leave in 10 minutes. Prelims. So. Thank you very much. I'll do this again. Yeah, come up, come over my house. We'll do a full version. Fuck yeah, two hour Let's version. Do it. All right. Um, you want to leave with us? You know what? I'm gonna just take my own car. Okay. I'm oh, gonna yeah, be yeah, ready. You got the rental. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll be All right. cool. I'll see you there, man. We'll yeah. See you in ten minutes. <clears throat> First fight to five fifteen or something? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Five fifteen. Yeah. It's only it's four oh five right now. Ladies and gentlemen, finally we're alone. <clears throat> so. Uh, that's the story. I gotta leave in ten minutes, so I should I should uh, get my shit going. Yeah, I wanted to do just a little show because I couldn't do one last week because I had a staph infection that I had to deal with, so I didn't fucking die. That's the problem with jujitsu, man. You know, you roll with dirty motherfuckers and you get weird skin shit. You know, weird diseases. I know a dude who got herpes on his head. What? <laughs> yeah, you can get uh, you can get herpes from jujitsu. Not good. <clears throat> The deal with me getting a serious radio show, I'm going to do um, a weekly show. Uh, I think I'm going to do like a six-week run, a trial run. And uh, it's all dependent on uh, my scheduling because uh, I just signed a deal to uh, write a book. Uh, I've been writing it for a while, but we've been negotiating about a deal, and we finally got the right deal. And uh, I was in uh, New York <clears throat> last week, and I met with the publishers. They came out to see me when I performed at Gotham, so uh, I got a nice deal. And I'm getting ready, <clears throat> and uh, the deal is that I have to finish the book by August. So uh, I'm going to be guns blazing, trying to write this thing and finish it. Most of the, the stories, it's going to be mostly about uh, my uh, the beginning days of doing stand-up because I have so many crazy stories about bad road gigs and just struggling on the road and you know like what it's like to be 
an, really an amateur comedian trying to, you know, go out there and get people to laugh for money and, you know, and how fucking crazy it is and how unsure it is and how you really have no idea if it's ever going to work out and you feel, you know, it's completely insecure. You know, you feel like there's no way this is ever going to really turn out to be a career and, and how nutty some of the fucking gigs I've done were. <clears throat> Why wasn't you at weigh-ins yesterday? I don't even think I'm going to answer that just because it's so retardedly written. Uh, but if somebody else asks it, I'll answer it. <laughs> I wasn't at the weigh-ins because I didn't get in in time. I got uh, my flight didn't land until four o'clock, so they uh, had Goldberg do the, the weigh-ins, and then uh, I had my show last night. You know, because we were in New York, and then I flew back from New York Sunday. I had Monday to stay uh, home with my family, and then Tuesday flew out again. So unless I'd stayed here in Charlotte, there was no way really I was going to be able to uh, get to the weigh-ins, but. You know, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't really, uh, this is too much traveling. I need to be home at least a couple days a week. Otherwise, I go nutty. When you have babies, man, you just can't wait to go home and see them, you know. Um, how's Hardy's arm? Hardy's fine. Hardy doesn't have any problems. There's nothing wrong with him. I can't believe it. I, I, you know, his, his shoulder, his arms, you know. Uh, I think uh, George St. Pierre <clears throat> didn't quite have the arm bar right. But uh, the Kimura, there was at one point in time in the Kimura, I thought it was just going to rip off. I mean, it looked, it looked pretty bad. <sighs> Bring back some chicks from the after party at least. No, I can't do that anymore. I made babies and I made a, made a wife and all that, all that shit. Am I doing a show with Aziz Anzari? I don't know him, but I think, yeah, I think he's on that show. <clears throat> the Kevin and Bean show that I'm doing this weekend. April Foolishness. I think it's uh, it's either Friday or Saturday night. One of those. I'm not sure which. Well, I'll tell you right now. Hold on. I think it's Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. It's at the Gibson Amphitheater in Universal, and I'm pretty sure it's way sold out. Those guys always sell out their shows. It's a really good lineup too. A lot of a lot of funny comedians. I did it last year with uh, Pat Oswalt. Did it Ray Romano, Ray Romano, Pat Oswalt, Jeff Ross, uh, a bunch of good guys. I know uh, Jeff's on it again this year. I think Jay Moore's on it again this year too. <clears throat> Is Ariani hot or what? She's hot if you're not gay. If you're gay, she's probably not hot. The Buffer 360 tonight. I think he said he would never do that again. I think he said the Buffer 360 is going to retire. He's going to put that shit in the books. It's over, son. What do I think about crop circles? I think they're incredible geometric patterns. Whether or not humans made them, who the fuck knows? You know, I mean, uh, there's a lot of people that argue that it's impossible for people to make them. That they're, you know, three times the size of a football field and they appear overnight and they're in perfect geometric you know, patterns and circles and everything. I, I don't know, you know, I think it's very intriguing. You know, at the very least, some of them are, are fascinating because they're so fucking huge, you know, and if really, I mean, if people really are making these things, you know, and uh, they're flattening them out and just leaving them there, it's like, wow, there's, it's such incredible geometric art. You would think that they would want to take credit for that. You know, if it's just a hoax, it's incredible that it's a hoax that they've kept up for this long. Like how sneaky are they, and what's the what's the benefit of that? What's the uh, what's the reward? I don't know. I mean, I don't have an opinion one way or another. Though, <clears throat> I um, 
I think it's also possible that it, it could be some sort of an experiment that they do to impose geometric patterns in these, in these fields. It might be something that they do, you know, from the sky or something like that. I and mean, who the fuck knows how they're doing it. If you talk to some people that uh, say that these patterns, the way they're made, that the, uh, the, the nodes of these plants have been blown out like they've had energy pulse through them, like microwaves, like expanded. I don't, you know, I don't know, though. <clears throat> I really personally have not done enough research and really paid attention to both sides of the argument. <clears throat> I know one side of the argument is that it's bullshit, and the other side of the argument is that it's aliens. Mm -hmm. you know, and both of them seem pretty ridiculous, so I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what I think about that shit. So, <clears throat> what did I think about the Luke Stewart-Andre Galval fight? I thought that fight was really interesting. I was blown away by that Luke Stewart guy. That guy has incredible sweeps, man. He's relentless. I thought he won um, the fight. I thought he uh, beat him with stand-up, and I thought his uh, ground game negated Galval's ground game, and he, uh, he swept him a bunch of times, and I thought he edged him. You know, I thought it was a real close fight, but I thought uh, Stewart edged him. But, man, he, uh, he blew me away. Luke Stewart is a bad motherfucker, and I'm really looking forward to his next fight. That was really, really impressive. UFC 115 in Cincinnati, they say that might be possible if, um, if the, the um, Vancouver thing falls through. I don't know if that's fallen through or not. Uh, I haven't heard it directly from the horse's mouth. So when I hear it, I'll find out. <clears throat> Any more documentaries like The Union coming out? Yeah, I did a documentary on DMT. It's called DMT, the spirit molecule, and it should be done uh, in May and probably out um, for release sometime around uh, the summer. I know they're taking it to film festivals and uh, they're bringing it all over the place, but it's uh, a documentary mostly about different people's experiences on DMT and I, uh, I'm the narrator. <clears throat> so uh, that's the deal. Do I know who Bob Lazar is? Yeah, Bob Lazar is that guy who claims to have worked for Area 51 and you know, he's kind of been discredited with a lot of things, especially like his education. I guess he kind of like told some lies about where he went to school and what his degrees are in, but very, very intelligent guy, and he obviously knew a lot about that area, about Area 51, whether or not he really did have any contact with UFOs or with alien spacecraft or any of that stuff. I mean, it could be total 100% horseshit, or it could be true. I mean, it's really hard to tell, but when a guy lies about his education, lies about you know certain aspects of his background, you gotta assume that he's probably lied about other things as well. You know, I don't know. You know, again, I don't really have an opinion either way. Interesting to watch him talk, though. He's very confident. You know, he's very confident, which could mean either A, he's crazy, and that's why he's confident, or B, he's telling the truth. <clears throat> um, all right, I got to get the fuck out of here because uh, the car is picking me up in two minutes. I just wanted to uh, to bust out a, a nice quick one right here for you guys and say what's up. So um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and uh, we'll do one. Probably this weekend, I'll have Eddie come over to my house, and we'll do like a, a full long-ass one, maybe Friday. And uh, that's it, my friends. Thank you very much. Enjoy the fights tonight. They're live on uh, Spike TV tonight. There's, uh, I don't know what time it comes on, but it's right before the Ultimate Fighter. So it's uh, fight night. Kenny Florian versus Gomi is the headliner. It's going to be a sick, sick fight. And uh, Ross Pearson's on the card, too, against Dennis Seaver. Looking forward to that, too. All right, my friends. Thank you very much for tuning into this thing again, and uh, I will be back next week with a real uh, solid podcast, uh, and uh, maybe we'll even do one this weekend with Eddie Bravo. 
at my house. So thank you very much, and uh, I'll see you guys soon.